thanks for joining us here on Hallmark Channel for our 2018 Countdown to Christmas preview special. Hey, Ding Dongs, welcome back to The Good Play, a podcast normally about NBC's The Good Place. My name is Brianna, and with me on the line, nobody gets as excited about a new book as she does. It's my sister, Marissa. I'm just an adorable, I was going to say small town, but that's not true. I'm just an adorable, medium-sized city gal who (laughs) doesn't ever get asked out and instead sits on my couch with a book. I mean, (laughs) oh, yikes, ouch. No, no, (laughs) I was going to say, I was going to say, some of that is true because you live near a medium-sized city. You grew up near this medium-sized city, <laughs> yep. and you love books. And I almost never got asked out on dates at this age. She seems to be about 25, right? Oh, I thought she was a little bit older than that, but sure. Yeah, okay. I mean, no, wait, I take it back. I was already dating my husband when I was 25, but yeah. dial it back a little bit, and I never got asked out on dates. <laughs> it's not that she doesn't get asked out. What is her name again? I've already Darcy. forgotten. Darcy. Darcy. It's oh, not boy. That, it's not that she doesn't get asked out. It's that she is getting asked out, and she has very no particular standards. Yes. Oh, well, that's right. <laughs> If you haven't read every book, she's not interested in Which you. I feel like is would also be a standard that you would have. Because <laughs> your husband loves books, too. He does. In fact, his only criterion for a wife was that she had read Hitchhiker's Guide. Wow. That's and I passed. Good, so now we're married. That's it. That was, that was, that it. was the wedding ceremony. It was basically an arranged marriage. <laughs> you know, we... So long and thanks for all the fish. We, we, <laughs> oh, that was it. Zing. Ladies and gentlemen. And <laughs> welcome the, back, uh, welcome everybody. Back. Welcome we had back. that week off. I missed all of your virtual um, ears. I missed them. We did not miss each other because we were up in each no. other's biz. <laughs> yeah, well, you, like, kept, you kept peacing out and running away. I have, I have people to see. I don't know what you're, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm so popular. <laughs> I had to plan, you know, a bookstore event, and that's not true. I'm With an extremely to... famous author who's a very bad actor. Oh my god, the worst actor. Um, I met a guy, he got amnesia, I had to take care of his dog, it was a whole thing. Anyway, so when we're together for the holidays, we started oh, a tradition. no place like home for the holidays. Thank you for that. Um, Marissa's got the lovely voice. I have a husky man voice today because I'm getting over a cold, so I'm not going to say. We both always have husky man voices. But it's like particularly husky today, my voice. (laughs) When we're home for the holidays, we started a tradition a few years ago of just. I think it's become a tradition of many American families with cable. Yes, of just like watching the heck out of Hallmark original Christmas movies like while our mom disapprovingly sits on a corner of the couch making fun of it but then surreptitiously wiping her eyes at the end (laughs) yeah she she didn't own up she she didn't own up to that with me but i believe you you saw it um so we decided so we this is a we're doing a movie this week i should we should actually talk about what we're talking about yes um we watched a, a movie uh when we were together over the break or we started it together and then we sort of finished it separately. But we were like, man, we actually really like this one. So uh, it's called A Gift to Remember. It's December, guys. It's December. Let's it's just just, let's December. just own it. Obviously, next week we're doing The Good Place because they're doing their final episode of 2018. But for the rest of December, I think we're mostly going to be doing Hallmark Christmas movies. Sounds great. <laughs> um, yeah. 
And, well, not necessarily... Okay, let me walk that back a little bit. Christmas movies, they might not necessarily... It might be a Lifetime Christmas movie. It might be a Netflix Christmas movie. I don't want to narrow us to Hallmark, but that the genre, I think, is commonly referred to as Hallmark Christmas yeah. movies. And, you know, we can talk about this in the discussion section. Uh, we thought that this would be a good one for the podcast because we actually enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Which is something that we can't always say. With Hallmark movies. And also, it had some things in it that are not typical of some of the, like, more formulaic uh, Hallmark movies. But anyway. Yeah, it was was distinctly charming. Yes. And the two leads, I thought, actually had very good chemistry. And were adorable. I actually very much enjoyed this movie. (laughs) Um, So, before we get... I have it on loop now, forever. (laughs) When it's a little too 2018 outside, it's nice to watch this. Before we get to that, a little bit of housekeeping. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, and at goodplay.cast.rocks. Please rate and review us on iTunes. That would be lovely. You can also follow and like us on Facebook. We have a group called The Good Play. Twitter, we are at The Good Play Pod, and you'll be back. Uh, Marissa will be back next week live tweeting the mid-season break. And uh, Gmail, you can send us an email at thegoodplaypod at gmail.com. Yes. Should I start with the recap? Please do. Right, so it's called A Gift to Remember. You said it's available on YouTube? Yes, it is available Just, on like, YouTube. for free? Yeah, somebody uploaded it. <laughs> okay, so you guys can all go and watch it and then come back to the podcast. It's really cute. So it takes place in Philadelphia, which Woo. is, like, it's very special for us, since obviously that's, you know, we didn't come from the city proper. We're not that cool, but we came from the burbs of Philly, and so we feel a little bit of uh, possessiveness about that city. And it's, yes. this, this, I think this movie does it... Um, some justice. I mean, our mom was like yelling about some of the location stuff. Yeah. You know, you can't get from here to there in that amount of time, that kind of stuff. But I think you kind of have to ease up on stuff like that when you're talking about a movie made for a general audience by people who probably never have set foot in Philadelphia. Yeah. Also, the only other thing I'll say is they got some great stock footage, but the only thing is there are some scenes on the streets where there's like no cars. Oh, and, yeah, that was hilarious. It's yeah. like, oh, boy, this is definitely on a soundstage. Yeah. Um, and I really wish Gritty had been in this movie. <laughs> it's not the right... I think this this wasn't... You know, this I think was it made was, before Gritty existed. I, I think Before so. Gritty sprang fully formed from the head of the Philly fanatic. <laughs> a very Gritty... That's what I want next. A very Gritty Christmas. <laughs> so our main character is Darcy. She is an adorable bookstore employee. She's adorable. She She's adorable. Adorable. And she has an adorable bike. Um, I think it's teal or something like that, or turquoise kind mm-hmm. of. But it's like the very sort of like old timey, like like a beach cruiser kind of bike. She has a friend at the bookstore who works there named Catherine, and, and we kind of established that Darcy had gone on a date, but the the guy she had been going on a date with, you know, didn't have a favorite book or something, so not acceptable. Yeah, she's like, he doesn't read. And that's it. I feel her. Yeah. That's what you were like, I'm in. I like Yes, oh yeah, this this girl, yes. This girl is in my fam, yes. So she gets distracted by a book uh, from her favorite author, a man named Anthony Cleaver Parks. And the book is called... um, Let Nothing You Dismay. Right, which is a line from God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. God rest ye merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. I don't actually know the rest of the words, but that's that's the beginning. I didn't even know that. So the bookstore, which is called Chaucer's, is 
gearing up for this like huge Christmas Eve party that they've apparently been doing forever. And Chaucer's is allegedly this like city fixture and they have like a loyal customer base. And the whole movie is actually like, it's surprisingly like raw, raw pro like paper books and pro like small independent bookstores. Like at every turn, every person who is coded as a protagonist or like a good person, which I guess is everyone. There's really no antagonist in this movie. Everyone is like, keep doing what you're doing. It's so important that you're out there. Yeah. Like, okay, cool. It's like it's like the beginning of You've Got Mail, kind of. Uh, yes, but without the horrible denouement. <laughs> yes. So she sees this very attractive man through the store window, and he's got his dog with him. And they kind of lock eyes, and then he keeps walking. Uh, on the way home... <laughs> I like your I like your notes here. <laughs> the way home, she stops at Luigi's uh, and and sees Luigi. So I guess she lives in South Philly, which for those not in the know is like kind of an Italian enclave. Um, <laughs> you have um, you have a, a a quote in here that's from the late lamented television show Clone High, which is it's like eating in the kitchen of a delightful Italian stereotype. Because yeah, this guy is like straight out of Central Casting. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, he he's, is like, he's he is too much. He's he's, he's like it's uh, my favorite recipe. Uh, it's <laughs> yes. uh, for you, bellissima. Have a little bit more of my delicious gelato or whatever. Like it's like, well, oh boy. <laughs> also, he gives her the entire meal. He gives her so, uh, you know, she I guess gets. He's he call, he's like it's my favorite customer. There, yeah. <laughs> you guys think we're like doing a bad? No, we're no. not. <laughs> Watch the movie, and uh, so he gives her like an entire. He gives her like manicotti and like yes, it was manicotti and I like tiramisu for like five dollars. I hate tiramisu, but I'll take the rest for like five dollars. And I was like, look, I haven't lived in Philadelphia for a while, but <laughs> I feel like that's in 2017. <laughs> I feel like that guy's gonna struggle to pay rent. Yeah. Yes. So where can I get that kind of hookup? I guess I have to go. You have to make a friends with your local blah, 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 blah. I it, only have, I have West she also friends. Was she also friends with the coffee guy or was that a different Hallmark Christmas movie? It was a different Hallmark Christmas movie. Sorry. Different Different, one. different. different. So, one that I did not like as much. No. Yeah, we, we went through a couple movies and we decided we didn't like the protagonist or we didn't like the love interest. So we switched them off. But we yeah. liked this one. Yeah. So at home, she chats with her landlady, who is super duper, super duper, super duper obsessed with Christmas and is doing the lobby up in a way that could only be described as extra. (laughs) As the kids say. Yeah. So in Darcy's apartment, which is like this big, beautiful apartment. Her apartment is, I was like, "Uh, I'm sorry, you're like a shift worker at a bookstore. How are you affording this? If you lived in Philadelphia, you would be able to afford it too. Yes. So... She's, like, settling in with her new Anthony Cleaver Parks book. And then she gets an idea for the Christmas party. Oh, because there's, like, this whole thing where a competing bookstore is also going to have a party. It's called so. Books, Books, Books. It comes back at the end. <laughs> She's like, what kind of name is Books, Books, Books? And, like, the, the store owner's like, yeah. So she spends her unpaid off time making origami snowflakes for uh, Chaucer's. And, um... Then the bookstore owner of Chaucer's kind of gets the whole staff together and says, look, my grandkids are on the West Coast. You know, my wife and I are going to go out there and we would rather not sell the store. I would I would prefer that I continue to own the store and simply not manage it and have somebody here in Philly manage the store. 
And, you know, everybody's super concerned that he's going to end up selling. And everybody's like, Darcy, you need to go out for the manager job. And she's like, no, I can't. I can't. I can't. Yeah. So there, there's a theme. At, this happens at the very beginning, too, when her friend is like, you need to, like, get out there more. Like, th- there's a lot at the beginning to establish that, like, she She's is, a little timid. She's timid. She's not adventurous. She doesn't really believe in herself. Um, and believe in yourself. <laughs> believe. How do I get these kids to believe? Um, so there's a lot at the beginning of setting her up, like, all these other people going, like, you should do this or you should try this. And she goes, no, 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 no. Yes. So we see... Um, uh, the attractive dude that we saw before and his dog show up again. He and Darcy exchange another smile. He kind of wanders off to a store that we the camera kind of follows him for a minute to a store that's closed, but then we don't know what goes on with that. Then that night, Darcy has dinner with her landlady for some reason, and they decorate her tree together. I think at some point it's established that Darcy's parents are dead. So yeah, the the landlady is like, listen, I think you should go out for that job. And Darcy's like, no, I I like predictability and that, that's too much for me, blah, blah, blah. And I just like, you know, and the landlady says, like, look, I never met your parents, but if they were here, I'm sure that they would tell you that, like, you got to live your life to the fullest or whatever. Right. Um, so dead parents. Yes, dead parents. Uh, in Dreamy Dude's very sort of modernish, modernist, minimalist apartment, or is it his apartment? He don't, is. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't, <laughs> don't give it away. Stop. You called this room a mile away, by the way. Yes, you I were did. like, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> because no, no love interest in a, no male love interest in a Hallmark movie actually has a modernist minimalist apartment. He has, he lives under a pile of Christmas ornaments. <laughs> <laughs> he like lives. A troll. Yeah. Like a Christmas troll. Yes. <laughs> So we see him with a a small gift wrap box. So it's like we're being teased that this is the guy, but we don't know what's going to happen. Or do we? (laughs) Because we accidentally started the movie halfway through. (laughs) So that did happen. So Darcy is reading Let Nothing You Dismay. And so also is Attractive Man reading Let Nothing You Dismay by Anthony Cleaver Parks. It's a great fake author name, by the way. Somebody really was like, I did it. Yeah, control S. <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, basically, Darcy almost gets sideswiped by a car, and so she swerves, and so she hits this guy in the street. Which yes, is like, you see, you see it from like the two perspectives. Like she's late for work because she fell asleep in her comfy chair reading the book, <laughs> and she's like rushing out the door, and he is like on a phone on the phone with like somebody that we don't know and like it's kind of a vague message and he's like i'm just gonna take the dog out for a walk and then we'll hit the road and so they're like crossing paths and we're watching this and marissa's like he's not she's not gonna hit him with her bike (laughs) and then she does yep totally does and his head hits the street like uh oh boy and Uh, as he's lying there his it's so ridiculous. His phone and his wallet just like traveled down a stream in the gutter which, <laughs> into like, the storm drain. <laughs> yeah. Which like very did they convenient. fly out of his pocket I <laughs> upon know. impact. Yes. With a bicycle that's going fifteen miles an hour, sure. <laughs> so 
paramedics come to take him to Einstein, which for those who are not in the know is like the lesser hospital of Philadelphia, but it is a hospital <laughs> of Philadelphia. Um, the police seem completely uninterested in the fact that she almost murdered this guy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, he's unconscious. He's, yeah. he's in a coma. And they're just like, well, we don't know who he is. And you almost killed him. Have a great Christmas, Merry everybody. Christmas. <laughs> like, what? Are you knocking off early? What is going on? I guess it's Philadelphia. They're like, we have bigger fish to fry. Like, I guess. Eagles I mean, fans yeah. are like climbing telephone poles. <laughs> And they give her his, his like, mutt of a dog. Yeah. This like, poor thing. That's what I didn't understand. Like, they were just like, here's your dog. And then they leave. And she ne- <laughs> she's, like, the whole time, like, remarkably sanguine about everything. Yeah, but, I would have been, like, a bawling mess. Oh, I would have been, yeah, just snot tears the whole day. <laughs> but, like, but like her bike is completely wrecked. She's She just knocked a guy unconscious. <laughs> And now she has his dog, and she 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 wasn't like, "Hey, uh, this isn't my dog. Can somebody call animal control?" She and also, like, that. are you going to book me or like what? <laughs> <laughs> or how about the guy who almost sideswiped me? Is that yeah. also a crime, guys? No. Okay, cool. Insurance? So, can I get like his name yeah, for the insurance claim? Oh, for real? I mean, that that's a real thing. Anyway, yeah. the whole time I kept thinking about this poor guy's medical bills. He doesn't even know who he is. <laughs> He's in a hospital. Oh, spoiler. Uh, he doesn't know who he is. So, oh, whoops. <laughs> well, he's in a coma. <laughs> so, she she kind of leaves with the dog, and she kind of takes the dog home, and the landlady lets her have the dog overnight. No, they go to the hospital first. She goes to the hospital. She walks into the hospital. Oh, okay. Oh, that's right. She walks all the way to the hospital, which is freaking impossible, but yeah. whatever. And there is, thankfully, she knows a guy who's sitting out front. She leaves the dog with him. And she goes to the nurse and she's like, look, I have this guy's dog. Can you, like, tell me anything? And the nurse is like, no, keep the dog. <laughs> like, okay. okay. She's like, what do I do with this dog? The nurse is like, same thing you do with any dog. Like, just feed it. Yeah, and you're hang not out helpful, with it. lady. Like, what? Also, this is had shades of While You Were Sleeping, which is a, a rom-com that I adore. I hate that movie. You do? Yes. Why? It's stupid. <laughs> but Bill Pullman. I got nothing against I got nothing against any of the actors in that movie. It's just like I, it makes my skin crawl. Like, well, you don't like lying. No, I don't. Yeah, that's probably it. <sighs> so, if you're okay with lying, you should watch while you're sleeping. <laughs> so we see the nurse. She's, by the way, the only nurse we see in the entire movie. So apparently, she works twenty four hour shifts, seven days a week. Yes. Uh, this nurse goes up to see the attractive man, and that's when we find out he has amnesia. Well, no. <laughs> No, we don't. We find out they don't know who he is because his cell phone and wallet washed down the storm drain. Yeah. And he hasn't woken up yet. So she, the landlady lets her have the dog in her apartment overnight. They, uh, when her friend comes over the next day, she she does happen to have the, the mail he was trying to, like, he was holding it in his hand when she bowled him over. Yeah, he was like, let's go mail some Christmas cards. <laughs> so, um... The the person who victimized him now has his outgoing mail. <laughs> sure, <laughs> and yeah, they wouldn't. The police would not have been like, "This is evidence" or something. Wait a minute, I just this is funny. I'm just realizing this. Why would he put the return address as the apartment he was staying in for a hot like five days? I assumed that it was the he was doing a favor for the guy who lived there. That it wasn't actually oh, his Christmas cards. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's more plausible. Um, so, I thought it was like, let's 
do my friend a solid, basically. Yeah, I mean, he had been there for several days, though, so you would have thought that he would have done that the first thing. If the friend was like, oh, shoot, I left some outgoing mail in my box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't really make much sense. It's fine. The Um, one plot hole in this entire movie. (laughs) It would have been better if they had his key and his key just had the address printed on it or something. You know what I mean? So... Oh, that's right. She has his keys also. Because <laughs> they were, this actually is plausible that there's a set of keys attached to the dog leash. Yeah. And the I've police don't care to do any investigation of who this John Doe victim is, apparently. So they go to his uh, alleged apartment. It's not his apartment. Uh, that's very modernist and minimalist and has no Christmas decorations. Dun, dun. Which is like a cardinal sin. In uh, yeah, in the Hallmark Channel, that will get you guillotined. <laughs> not having any Christmas decorations. Yeah, they find a photo of a woman who they assume is this guy's girlfriend. Uh, they say, okay, we think his name is William A. Anderson because we find a business card, and oh my goodness, he works in PR for Anthony Cleaver Parks. So then Darcy gets a call saying, okay, uh, this guy's awake and he wants his dog. She goes to the hospital, finds out that the guy has amnesia, and she says, I think you're William A. Anderson. And he and the guy's like, I think my name is Aiden. And she's like, must be the A, William A. Anderson. You must go by your middle name. Okay, great. So, and he knows the dog. The dog's name is... Bailey. Snu- Snuffles Bailey. Okay. Snuffles. <laughs> yes. The dog's <laughs> name is Snuffles. <laughs> Looks like a Snuffles. <laughs> From here on out, the dog's name is Snuffles. This is like, and how did this get me? Oh, scribbles, yeah. Scribbles. <clears throat> how was your so, date with uh, what? What was his name? Scribbles. <laughs> yeah. So she admits. I was so relieved that she immediately admitted to hitting him with her bike. Yeah, you don't. I was lying. Yeah, well, I don't. I didn't want like the point of contention or the or the dramatic tension in this movie to be. He's gonna find out that I'm the one who hit him with my bike. You know what I mean? No, what I'm a la- with you. What a lame plot that would have been. I'm so glad that they did not go that route. She's just like honest about. It. She's like, oh, I hit you with my bike, <laughs> and he's like, cool. You hit me with your bike. <laughs> yeah, he's again remarkably cool about this whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's because of the calming influence of Snuffles. <laughs> When she introduces <laughs> when she introduces herself as Darcy, he understands the reference to Pride and Prejudice, and she's very turned on by this. Because <laughs> uh, and she says, "Yeah, it was like that was my mother's favorite author," which you know, not an outside baseball kind of pick, but you know, I'm stop, you know, I'm I'm with her. It's a great Actually, book. I have a friend who her middle name is Elizabeth, and her sister's middle name is Jane, and that was a nod to Pride and Prejudice by her mom. That's that's great. Yeah. That, that lady's mom is great. So she's like, yeah, I went into your apartment and it was like super minimalist and there was no Christmas decorations. He's like, I love Christmas. <laughs> he's like, no, that can't be true. I, he's like, if there's one thing I remember, I, yeah. I love Christmas. <laughs> I don't remember who Jesus Christ is, but I know I love his birthday party. <laughs> uh, she's like, I'll just look after your dog, you know, for now. Because the nurse has like snuck this dog onto the amnesia ward or whatever. <laughs> Not sure if there's like a robust amnesia ward at Einstein. Amnesia ward. <laughs> so, um, 
uh, she's chatting with the landlady who's being cool and letting her keep the dog, which I think, look, if someone's like, look, I almost killed a man and this is his dog. <laughs> like, I think you have to let that person there keep the dog, right? There was actually a really cute moment where she's like, it wasn't like, I have this guy's dog and I almost, I ran him over, but it was an accident. And she goes, well, I'm glad you didn't do it on purpose. Right. <laughs> so Darcy's like, I've been looking for Aiden Andersons on social media and there are none, which yeah, there are. Uh, but, yeah, there are about 700,000 probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they see Luigi and his like nephew has fixed her bike, which I mean, it didn't look that mangled in the first place. It probably just needed some minor repairs. And then the landlady and he kind of have like a like a little bit of a spark, which is nice. Yeah, because she knows it. Italian, <laughs> and he is she, a delightful. Oh, oh, the, the the language Italian. Yes. So, <laughs> what, what did you think I meant? Oh, I don't know Italian what I, food. Yeah, I guess. Um, and it's nice because you don't see a lot of interracial romance in Hallmark. She's African American and he's an Italian immigrant. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's like a, that's for, for, for Hallmark, that's like freaking colors of Benetton. I mean, I mean, I guess because it's in Philadelphia, like you really can't get away with everybody being white. I mean, I, you could, but. Yeah, it, it, it makes more sense, quote unquote, when it's like moose knuckle Canada, <laughs> right. you know, up in the Yukon or whatever. Right. No offense, Canadians, but some of your some of your provinces are very remote and probably very white. So in the hospital, Aiden is drawing like really beautifully to jog his memory. Darcy offered him to pick up some stuff from his apartment. So she and the landlady go to the apartment. And they find tickets to the Pennsylvania Ballet and a wrapped up diamond ring. And Darcy's like, oh, my goodness, he was going to propose to this girl. But then on the other hand, she's like. Why hasn't anybody filed a missing persons report, right? Like, yeah. if if she and this is like this is a legitimate like it's it's like a real mystery and and you, it is I think solved pretty satisfactorily. But it's like if if you know if you're about to get engaged to someone, you probably talk to them every day, and if they're not picking up their phone, like you probably start to notify some people. Yeah, you'd hope anyway. Yeah, so Darcy's like really confused by this, as are as are the viewers. At the hospital, he's taking a memory test, and the doctor's like, it's just going to take some time and. He comes, Darcy comes by with stuff from the apartment that he was living in. And he recognizes the Ohio State sweatshirt, but the rest of it, he's like, I don't know. And he doesn't know the girl in the photo. And she shows him the ring and he gets really emotional and says, you know, this was my mother's ring. And when she died, you know, it was stolen at some point, but then. Or she um, lost it. The mother lost it. Was it lost? I thought it was stolen. Oh, I, th- I thought it was that she had lost it because she felt really bad about it. Okay. Well, one or the other. Whatevs. And so, you know, but but somehow he got it back and he's like, I can't believe I was going to propose to someone and I don't remember that somebody. So Darcy's like, okay, let's get your mind off this. And instead, why don't you help me? You know, like, let's let's make some crafts for the kids in the pediatric unit. And... <laughs> Oh, thanks for quoting me here. <laughs> when we were watching it together, Aiden says, I wish I could find a way to repay you. And then Brienne has in the notes, Marissa, colon, forgiving me, amnesia. Yeah. He's Which like, is definitely something I said while we were watching this. Yeah, for sure. So Darcy's like, oh, and she, you know, he, she says, if you want to repay me, like, you know, my landlady really wants those ballet tickets. And he's like, yeah, that's fine. Go ahead. And the landlady then reveals that she used to be a ballerina. Okay, cool. And... <laughs> She sees the photo of the which of the, now that I'm thinking about it, that would be is like an explanation a for why thing. she knows Italian. Uh, what? No, would have been like a historic thing because the first black ballerina is like that would be 
there misty copeland is like the first black ballerina right is that that sounds right to me but but is there a difference perhaps between she she may have been either in a minor company or she may have been like a background dancer instead of a lead Do you know what i mean she like, says that she was the lead dancer in the nutcracker at the american ballet like oh god does she yeah so she, well okay that's that's an absurd claim because because she was like that's why she wanted the nutcracker tickets because she was in the nutcracker at i would have bought the new in the nutcracker Theater. Period. No, she was like, I'm. No, I would have bought. Oh, so there's three aspects in the in the Nutcracker American Ballet. I was the lead. Take any two of those, and I might have believed it. <laughs> but when you put all three together, it's like, no, 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 no. So no. suspend your disbelief, I guess, listeners. Yeah. But she looks at the photo of the of the girl, and she can tell from where it was taken and the things that the girl's wearing. She's like, "This is a ballerina in like a company in New York or whatever." Yeah, they essentially they don't name drop Lincoln Center, but that's what they're talking about. Like, yeah, they they keep calling it weird things, but it is Lincoln Center. Yeah, they're like the you know, it's like the American theater ballet, blah blah blah. Like, oh, <laughs> they must call it something different now. I was like, okay. Yeah. No. So. Oh, it's like, oh, Aiden must have been going up to New York to propose to her. But, like, why hasn't the ballerina filed a missing persons report? Blah, blah, blah. So Darcy's friend says, why don't you go to New York and, like, go visit the ballet company and see if they will help you? There's all this stuff about books, 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 having this competing party. And Darcy's like, well, let's tell, let's email out our mailing list and say that Luigi's is going to cater our party, which like, have you checked with Luigi? He might have some other plans. Okay, also, whatever. can I just interject here? I, <laughs> I, I've worked, I have previously worked in email marketing and watching the, this year's Hallmark movies, it was like hysterical. How many of them were like, let's send out an email blast to our list and that'll fix everything. I'm like, you guys have to have a content strategy. <laughs> This is so funny. Anyway. I mean, it's a bookstore with like seven employees. I don't think they have a content strategy. No, I know. But I'm just like, I'm just like somebody, somebody who uh, is like, has an idea of how these kinds of businesses work are writing these movies, but they like, don't quite know. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. And she's like, also say that we'll have a special guest, but don't say who it'll be. Okay, great. (laughs) Sure. Um, She doesn't know yet. No, she doesn't know. She's just making stuff up. Yeah. Darcy and Aiden are kind of hanging out in the hospital and he shows her the sketches of school buildings and he's like, oh, this must be the school where I uh, used to go when I was a kid. No, it's not. I I also could figure that part out too. I'm very smart. Look who thinks she's clever, Dan. (laughs) So they have a party for the kids in the hospital and Aiden is super good with the kids and I was like, oh, this guy is so cute. I was very into this, both of these leads. They were, like, super charming, great actors. The way the characters were written was, like, charming, relatable, sweet people. Yes, There was none of this. So many Hallmark movies are centered around people who are, like, vaguely terrible in one way or another. Yeah, I agree. And this was just none of that. It was was a breath of fresh air. So Darcy gets on a train to to New York to go find this ballerina, which is, like, maybe an hour on the train, but everybody acts like she's (laughs) hiking in the Himalayas. Uh, Meanwhile, Aiden is being walked by the nurse over to Chaucer's. In New York, she goes to Lincoln Center and tries to talk. You say it's the receptionist. It may have also been, like, someone who worked for the ballet company. It's not super clear to me. I don't know. I just thought it was hysterical that it was Christmas time in New York at 
essentially what is effectively Lincoln Center, and she was the only one in the building. I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. No, no, no. Maybe at like seven in the morning, that's true. <laughs> How early was her train? It was a red eye. It was a red eye train. <laughs> a red eye train. <laughs> Like, we've been to Lincoln Center recently. Do you remember Very how recently. it was? Did I already say everybody should go see My Fair Lady before yes. it closes in April? We, you you oh, sang a whole bunch of it. So good. Anyway. So Darcy goes and she's like, here's the story. I almost killed a man. I need to find his fiance. And the woman's like, I can't give out personal information about our dancers. And she's like, it's Christmas. And the reception is like, it's rough. It you is Christmas. Me. You got me there, ma'am. It is By Christmas. By the way, it's New York. That receptionist is Jewish. I'm sorry. <laughs> So, so Darcy gets, you know, the contact info for this ballerina um, and calls and it's like, hey, this is awkward. Uh, I almost killed your fiance. And um, anyway, call me back. Thanks. Bye. In Philly, Aiden is at the bookstore. And yeah, Darcy's co-workers are loudly discussing her. And he <laughs> Very calls loud. them out, too. I thought that was really funny. Oh, I forget. What, what does he say exactly? He was like, because they're like, they're like oh my god, I can't believe Darcy's not going on for this job. Like, she's literally the most qualified person, which is like... Literally. Literally. (laughs) And then they realize that, like, they're at work and they should be doing their jobs. And so (laughs) Catherine is like, can I help you? Because he's just sort of standing there. And he goes, I'm guessing Darcy's not here. And she's like, how do you know that? And he's like, because you're talking about her really loud. (laughs) Yeah, actually, yeah. Go you. (laughs) Go you, Aiden. Um, And then Catherine calls him amnesia guy to his face. Oof, so yeah. they're so they're talking about like I can't believe she's doing all this and she's taking care of amnesia guy. Right. Which like look, if you find out it's that guy, aren't you like, oh my god, I'm so sorry, I'm mortified. Like I'm mortified that I just Yeah, said... Cat Catherine is not a fully functioning human. No, she's like, Oh my god, you're amnesia guy and he's like he has a better sense of humor about it than I would, I think. <laughs> but like, um, thank you for identifying me by my neurological condition. <laughs> yes. Merry Christmas. Yes. So she's like, and so Catherine basically though says like, I've seen you around before. Yeah. And they also go to an antique store. Yeah. The nurse was like, maybe, you know, somebody like, maybe we should walk around. It'll jog your memory. Yeah. So when Darcy comes back and is like, Hey, I found my, what happened was, what had happened was <laughs> I found my mom's diamond ring at an antique store because I tracked a serial number on the diamond and it's very CSI of him. Well, he probably there's probably some system by which you can say like this ring, this diamond is like lost or stolen, yeah. and like if it if it comes into your possession, please you know notify some central database or whatever. So Darcy's like, oh, I went to New York and I found the girl in the photo, and I called, but I have to, I had to leave a message. And Aiden's like, wow, you know that was really nice, and and you really you know stuck your neck out for me, and. But he's like, I'm worried I'm going to see her again and, and I'm not going to I'm not going to recognize her. And Darcy says, when you're standing in front of the woman you're meant to be with, you'll know. And of course, everybody watching the Hallmark movie is like, oh, it's, this is the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's now she, he, you're standing in front of her now. It's right, right now. <laughs> and he's like, you know, you should apply for that manager job. And she's like, Psh, whatever. Um, and then they release Aiden from the hospital. <laughs> Please tell me this is not a thing. That if you are fully amnesiac, they don't say, yeah, you're good. You can go now. <laughs> like, what? Well, he had done some he tests. He doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know his last name, where he lives, what he does for money. He doesn't know his siblings. 
He doesn't know this alleged fiance. Like, this is madness. Uh, I, you know, it's the magic of Christmas. Okay. So they go to his alleged apartment. And he's like, yeah, this does not feel like my apartment. So <laughs> Darcy calls her landlady and they are, they start decor They start doing the apartment up like, like way over <laughs> the top Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. And he's like, you should apply for that manager job. And then all of a sudden Aiden's like, wait a minute, I am a teacher. And the, the pictures I was drawing, that was of the school that I work at. And so like this soulless apartment isn't me. Or he thinks he used to be a teacher, right? So yeah. He's he- like... He says, he's, like, having some issues because he's like, why would I give that up? And she actually had, like, again, I enjoyed, I enjoyed this movie. And yeah. So and she says. This was a really great movie, she, guys. She says, she essentially says, you know, there's a gift in all this, which is as you remember who you are, you also now, like, get to decide who you want to be. Right? Because he's panicking a lot because he, he's, like, remembering He's remembering, like, choices, or he can't remember this woman, or he's like, what if, you know, he's just sort of, like, dismayed, as I would be, too, if I couldn't remember anything about my life. And she's trying to basically calm him down and say, like, look, it'll come back to you, and if you don't like a choice that you have made, then, like, you can change it. Choose a different path, yeah. Yeah. So he asks her to dance, and they're having a very romantic moment when a man walks into the apartment, and dun-dun-dun, it's William A. Anderson. And Aiden's like, oh, this is my bro from, like, Ohio State, and I am from Akron, Ohio. And at some point, the guy playing William A. Anderson says, Akron? Yes. (laughs) Instead of Akron, and I was like, oh, boy, oh, boy. Is this an American who is so stupid that they don't know how to pronounce Akron? Or did they get, like, a Canadian for this who just think, has never heard of Akron? they got a Canadian. Yeah. He was a good actor other than that, though. I, yes, I liked he was. him a lot. He was. Everyone in this movie was a good actor except for Anthony Cleaver Parks. So William starts sort of narrating Aiden's life for all of them, being like, you know, Aiden lives in Ohio, but... Which is not far from Pennsylvania, of course. Um, for those who are not familiar with the map of the United States, it's the right next door. It's like Aiden found out that the that his mom's ring was in this uh, antique store in Philly. And I, being Anthony Cleaver Park's PR person, I'm like out touring with him right now. So I said, bro, you can just stay in my apartment, bro. Um, <laughs> they are and, bros. It's cute. Yeah. And it's like, well, you know, he waited until winter break from school to come, which is why, like, you know, nobody knows he's missing because he wasn't expected at school. And, you know, he doesn't live with anybody, right? I mean, like, he's he's a single guy. He lives alone. So the fact that he was gone a couple extra days or whatever, like, nobody's freaking out about that. So, well, Darcy... He doesn't, he doesn't say he's single because No, that's true. But that, there's but that's, still this question what, of We eventually... Fiance. Sure, we eventually sort of put the pieces together that yeah. he is a single guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but doesn't this also... In this scene, we also find out that the girl in the picture is William A. Anderson's girlfriend. yes. So that, you know, he was not going to propose to this ballerina. He doesn't. Right. But she still... Oh, that's right. And for, in fact, that's why William A. Anderson comes back to the apartment, because the girlfriend gets the crazy voicemail and, like, calls her fiancé to be like, what the hell is going on? And then so William A. Anderson's like... He's like, no. He's like, no, I better go home and see what's going on. So that's that was what kicked off that whole scene. So Darcy tells Aiden to go back to Ohio and, like figure out the rest of you know make sure you have all of your memories back basically yeah she she assumes that if it wasn't the ballerina 
he saw right because he does ring. have a wrapped diamond ring right? right that means something i do like so she's so she's like a, gets a little emotional she's like i'm just gonna step outside and and aiden like turns to the landlady and is like do i follow and the landlady's like you absolutely, you absolutely follow. follow yes <laughs> So they almost kiss, but then landlady plays C-3PO and interrupts them. <laughs> so the landlady and Darcy, who I'm sure, the landlady I'm sure has a name. She calls her by her last name. Uh, I don't remember what it is. Mrs. Something. Henderson? Something I don't know. That doesn't sound right. So the landlady's like, (laughs) scribbles. So the landlady's like, you know, Darcy, you know, you went all the way up to New York and you've never done that before, which, oh boy. uh, (laughs) You've never done that before and, and you should, and you did that for somebody else, but now you should do the same for yourself. Yeah, well, I mean, she is. I actually thought again, like I thought this was actually like a really cute, like a good message. Oh yeah, the movie was full of actual good messages for a which, change. Instead which, of you should quit your high powered job and go be a tree farmer in yep. Accra, Ohio. <laughs> yep. Where she essentially said, like, you know, I, I normally like I don't have any adventure in my life, but it never like really bothered me, and and, but I did all this stuff because I was looking out for him. And like now, I understand that I like want more. And and she, the the landlady says like, yeah, you were you really like wanted what was best for him, and you were looking out for him, and so you pushed yourself out of your comfort zone. Imagine what you could do if you did that for yourself. Pow. And I was like, yeah, landlady. <laughs> so William's like, I'm gonna drive you back to Ohio. And Aiden's like, ah, eh, you don't have to do that. And William's like, yeah, no, I do. You definitely are <laughs> you not mentally competent. <laughs> To get behind the wheel of a car. Also, you don't have any money or a driver's license. That's right. That's right. So he's like, in you're like super lucky that, you know, you ran into Darcy. Or <laughs> Darcy ran into you. Oh, oh, waka uh. waka. <laughs> so they drive back to Akron. They drive back to Akron. And uh, William's like, how can we pay Darcy back for, you know, almost killing you? <laughs> and, and then, then taking, taking care, care of, of you. And Aiden's like, I have an idea. And of course, we all know what this idea is, but it's fine. So uh, Darcy goes to her boss and says, I think I should be the manager. And he's like, all I wanted was for you to want it. And so she's the manager now. And then Anthony Cleaver Parks calls and says like, hey, I have a favor to a friend. I I need to do a favor for a friend. And so I'm going to come in to your Christmas Eve party, which is, of course, what we knew was going to happen from the jump. But it's still very cute. Yeah. William drives Aiden back to a house in Ohio. A little girl comes outside. He gives her a hug, and he remembers that this is his niece. Well, we don't. I. It was a hundred percent clear to me that that's who that was. Okay. Um, it's fake tension. Yeah, maybe. I guess. The landlady and Luigi go to the ballet together in this like very fancy clothes. It's adorable. I like her dress because they're both like in their fifties. So it's like it's nice to see you know, middle-aged people all dressed up in schmancy instead of young, hot people. <laughs> um, so at the Christmas Eve party, William comes with Anthony Cleva Parks, who is a terrible actor. He's the only bad actor. He's so bad. I don't, I wonder if they just pulled a PA <laughs> out of the scrum of PAs. I don't know, man. And everyone's like, Oh my God, Darcy, you killed it. And like, look how many people are here. And there's nobody at books, books, books. And it's so great. You're the best. And she's sitting there, she's just kind of standing there, like, with this, like, sort of forlorn expression on her face, like, I should be happy, but I'm not. But then Aiden shows up. Well, so first she sees, uh, Scruffles. (laughs) Wait, I got it wrong. (laughs) I don't remember anymore. Snuffles. (laughs) First she sees Snuffles or Scruffles. 
And uh, she turns around and uh, uh, Aiden is there. And Darcy's like, what are you doing here? And Aiden's like, well, I went over to books, 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 but it is dead over there. <laughs> so he introduces her to his family. His whole family is there. And he says, look, I, I got this ring and I, and I wrapped it up because it was going to be a Christmas present for my sister. Uh, because, of course, it was their mom's diamond ring. Which, of course, means that he is single. Yeah, it's very much like in Return of the Jedi. Yes, yes it is. When she's like, no, he's my brother. And then you see the the expression on Harrison Ford's face being like, brother, eh? (laughs) Brother. (gasps) Yeah, 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 it's exactly that. And his whole family just loves her for almost killing him. (laughs) And they, you know, they... I mean, what's nice about it is, like, at one point she is like, this is, is earlier in the movie, but at one point she's like, I'm so mortified that I like did this to you, right? Yes. Like, you can't remember anything because of me. And he says to her, like, you gotta stop blaming yourself. Like, it was an accident. And everything after that has told me, like, who you actually are as a person, which I actually thought it was, was like, lovely. A, a nice yeah. way to address it. Like, yeah, I mean, it would have been very different if she had been texting and biking and like, almost right. run him down. But it or, was like she almost got killed and in the process. Yeah. Right. And, and it also would have been different if, like, they i mean this would have been i don't think this would have been the same movie obviously but like it would also would have been different if like you know by some mix-up like she has to take care of him and like she's really resentful of it but then she like grows to appreciate him or whatever like the fact that she kind of goes out of her way for him the whole time i think that's what he's responding to right so they kind of step outside for some air and they reintroduce each other, they reintroduce themselves to each other and she says, you know, where you live? And he says, oh, I'm thinking about moving to Philadelphia. And she's like, why? And he says, a wise, beautiful friend of mine once told me that when I was standing in front of the woman I was meant to be with, I'd know. And it's adorable. It's and they kiss cute. and the movie is over it's and so it's adorable. Cute, <laughs> this is like, so there are tears of Hallmark movie, you know, and this has got to land in, like, either the top or the second tier. I'm talking about Christmas movies in particular. These yeah. these sort of made-for-TV Christmas movies. Yeah. You know, a lot of them have fairly toxic messaging. And when you get one without that, you have to prize Hold it for the jewel it. that it is. Yeah, I mean, I guess, like, we, uh, like really enjoy watching hallmark movies well i mean we're not totally undiscerning about it though we but did that's, that's turn what i was off. gonna say okay go ahead that's what i was gonna say is we really enjoy watching hallmark movies because we start i mean this happens to us a lot the two of us where we'll start liking something ironically and then we actually <laughs> ask us how many michael mcdonald concerts we've been to oh they know because we told our listeners how i paid like over a hundred dollars to go see him over the summer um, I bought a last minute ticket because I couldn't to the streets. <laughs> I couldn't let that opportunity pass us by, pass me by. Um, but like, so, so great, <laughs> you know. We started watching Hallmark movies a couple of years ago, being like, ha ha ha, like so, like just I would live tweet them and make fun of them, and then I mean, you still kind of do that, and, yeah, and then <laughs> at some point it becomes heartwarming, you know. When you wear the mask long enough, yes. it becomes your face. <laughs> becomes. But like you were saying, you know, the part of the discerning uh, that we have to do is like, there are some Hallmark movies that are, 
I mean, the template, this one goes against the template for a lot of them. Oh, in a lot of ways, yeah. Which Mm -hmm. is that it's usually a woman who lives in New York City uh, or some other... Or undescribed metropolis, yeah. uh, Yeah, or, you know, Gotham, essentially, or whatever. And... And then Commissioner Gordon comes, she's... and she's like, "Shut up, Commissioner Gordon!" <laughs> and she's unhappy, too busy, too busy with my financial dealings. <laughs> she's unhappy with something in her life, and you know she's forgotten the meaning of Christmas, and she works through Christmas or whatever. And then she goes back to the small town that she had left behind, and she realizes, like, you know, the magic was inside me all along. That's where she was meant to be, and it's usually like. You know, but there's always a man. There, yeah, it's, oh, it's yeah. never just a journey of self-discovery. No, no, no. It's always, it, it's always a guy, and and oftentimes it's like the guy who she left behind when she went to the big city. I thought you'd come back, but you never came but back from that fancy did. college, right? So there's there is some, as Marissa was saying, like you know they're fun to watch, but you have to shut a lot of your uh <laughs> mental facility you, you just have to shut down like how you would normally watch a movie that is sort of more mainstream i don't know i don't know how i would describe it i don't even think that regular well so rom rom-coms as a genre have really fallen off i mean and it's be- i don't <laughs> i'm not gonna get into a whole um critique of the studio system but Basically, we don't make middle budget movies anymore. You know, but budgets for movies used to be sort of normally distributed, and now there's either tentpole movies or you're an indie movie. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of in between. Yeah. So rom coms, which were always like middle, low to middle budget movies, have really fallen off in the last two decades. So well, it's not as if we have a lot of modern rom coms to compare these to, but I, I would say for the rom coms you do see, like even the the very sort of indie ones, like the, what was the Kamel Nanjiani. <laughs> Movie, oh, um, the Big Sick. The Big Sick. That was a great. Which beautiful movie. It's on Amazon Prime. You should definitely watch it. But um, you know, the, a, a movie like that. So a movie in that mold, or you know, more modern sort of romantic movies. You don't have the sort of weird misogynist underpinnings that a lot of the Hallmark Christmas movies do. Yeah, like the really anti woman having a career. The really anti woman moving to another place. Like, that doesn't really, that's not really a thing yeah. <laughs> in modern rom-coms because the, the the audience of America at large has moved past that as a social message by, say, and, by for, and large. I was going to say, for good reason, they don't have that anymore, yeah. But the audience for Hallmark Channel Christmas movies is a lot whiter, a lot older, a lot less urban. So there's just sort of still this regressive messaging around, like, how dare you, you know, step out of your place, woman. You should be back in your hometown, you know, working behind the counter of the deli that your dad owns or whatever. I also wonder, and I'm only thinking about this for the very first time right now. I also oh, wonder... I can't wait to hear what this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wonder if some of it is meant to be comforting for... Old people? No, people who... So, like... People who maybe, like, tried a stint in the city and it didn't work out. Or, like, people who... How big of a population do you think that is? Or people who maybe had dreamed of doing that and never did, right? People who, you know, maybe 
are older and are kind of like looking at these well, but what about comfort? But what about the older people who their kids did move to the big city? Yeah. And this is sort of their wish fulfillment of like, I Maybe wish Gracie, it. I wish Gracie would come home like Maybe this sweet it. girl in this Hallmark movie. Right. Maybe that's it. And marry that high school sweetheart who has already, is already married. <laughs> <laughs> or is a, a sensitive single dad now. Yes. That's what course. we get a lot. A lot of sensitive single dads. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I. No I, single moms. Um, single moms. No, a lot of single dads. Mm-hmm. The woman is always. Because I Unatta- think if, completely unattached. Yeah, because yeah. I think if you're a single mom, then you have a priority other than a man, right? Like, right. <laughs> like it's I I I am almost like loath to bring this movie up, but Made in America when she says I can't see you anymore because it's upsetting my daughter. You know, y- you kind of gotta you have what to prioritize. Do you your have kid. against Whoopi Goldberg, American I, treasure Whoopi Goldberg. I, you know, I adore Whoopi Goldberg, but but like so the woman in the Hallmark movies is always the woman who is single big city like very unhappy with her life and almost always almost always and that's where this movie really differs because she lives in like a pretty big city top 10 city in america yeah um a very gritty christmas and um (laughs) and she's also perfectly happy with her job and she is allowed at the end to like everyone around her is like yeah you should go for this promotion Normally in a Hallmark and, movie. And, moreover, the boy who's interested in her is like, and I'm, it's not I'm even a question, move. I'm going to give up my, you know, yeah. job as a teacher, and I'm going to move here to be with you. Yes. No, Which, and it's, there's not a moment of like, well, how could you give up your position in this school that you love so much? It's just like, I'm going to move here. You're which, here. Which would, like, in other Hallmark movies, that does not happen. No. That just <laughs> straight up does not happen. It is, I watched another one with Gretchen Meaners. Where she... Oh, you this, actually ended up watching that one I all the did. way through? I did, yeah. I watched it all the way through. It's got some gross... There's some weird stuff in that one. I Why mean, did it, I turn that one off? You didn't like the male protagonist. Oh, you no, thought he I was, did not. You thought he was, like, annoying. I didn't like the way he talked. He was, like, always sneering. And also, this is the other thing... He also wasn't that cute. Yes. Look, if I'm watching a Hallmark Christmas movie... Mama needs some eye candy. No judgment here. But the the other thing is a lot of the times, and this is, you will see this very often in rom-coms, they are at odds at the beginning. The the woman and, and the man are at Yeah, odds. everybody thinks they can be, you know, Bogart and Hepburn and the African Queen or whatever. Or sure, if you want to make a reference from the last 40 <laughs> years, sure. Sam uh, and Diane. But like, you need pitch perfect writing and top-notch actors in order to make that sort of like dit, 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 like um back and forth you know um snotty almost or snarky kind of um falling in love dialogue to make that work you need absolute top talent whereas if you just want people to be nice like the people in this movie are if you just want people to be generally nice and pleasant like everybody can just kind of be a mediocre talent and it works fine yeah i mean I, that's the, that's a big uh thing is that in this movie they like are not and they have like, like he has plenty of cause to be kind of salty with her but he never is and that's you know so i watched the one with with gretchen wieners and she that's not her real name guys that's not her <laughs> baptismal name no it's Lacey chabert but i call her gretchen wieners and none for gretchen wieners bye <laughs> that <laughs> god that's such a perfect movie i love that movie um 
But she We're is, talking about Mean Girls, by the yes. way. She's working in New York, and she's really unsatisfied at her job, and she just... It's the weirdest... Don't even... Don't explain it, but it's no, such a but, weird... It's such a weird dissatisfaction, it's too. It's such a weird dissatisfaction, and everyone in her life at home is like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I can tell something's wrong. And she's like, I don't know, I'm kind of feeling... But instead of allowing her the space to be like well you know we're here if you want to talk about it but like you're a smart girl you'll figure it out everyone is like on her about like what she should do and her dad is like really trying to get her to move home and like run his his firm or whatever and oftentimes what happens in these hallmark movies and it happened in this one is that you get some kind of like middle compromise where the woman essentially gets a downgrade in her career but gets to move home and be with the man of her dreams, right? And that's what happened in this Gretchen Wieners movie. And, <laughs> you know, it, after watching A Very Gritty Christmas, I was like, <laughs> that's not enough, you know? Like, the fact that he, it, in this movie, is willing to move for her is, like, what a nice, it's very refreshing, yeah, refreshing, just very refreshing. Yeah, it, it this was a delight. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was, um, you know, there were weird aspects to it. And certainly it does not have a cast of dozens, right? It's basically the two protagonists, the landlady who is kind of a character, Luigi, who is less of a character, the nurse, <laughs> who is even less of a character, and then the bookstore crew, who are not characters at all. Um, I think you're forgetting Scruffles. Snuffles. <laughs> <laughs> who, you, we were watching this and you were like, that's the, it's like the dog from the lake house. Like the right. dog. The dog transcends space and time. <laughs> like the dog is what brings them together. Also transcends space and time. Yes. Snuffles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is, this is a total recommend for me. And if it's on YouTube for free, like, what are you even doing right now? Like, <laughs> pull it up and watch it. Yeah. Just, just YouTube Hallmark. A gift to remember. A gift to remember. And it'll be there. I told a woman in a mall outside Philly that I was at because I was at my parents' place for Christmas. Sorry, for Thanksgiving. I told her that Einstein had appeared in a Hallmark Christmas movie. And she's like, ooh, I got to write that down. Like, what <laughs> What was the name of it? Because, like, we're, everyone from Philadelphia is so, like, accustomed to being uh, shirt upon <laughs> that, like, when... Um, when Philly is like positively a, a part of like a nice piece of pop culture, it's like, oh, I gotta write that down. Oh my God, that's so true. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh my god, it's so. It's basically like all Philly has is all of the M Night Shyamalan movies. Yes, and it's always sunny. Sure, it's always sunny. And yes. Silver Linings Playbook, which is not a good movie. <laughs> it's really not. I could not finish that movie. Um, but yeah, that's... I saw it on a date. That was a weird choice. Hmm. Mm-mm. Yeah. No. No. It's very long. I don't even remember. <laughs> so yeah, so Philly's always so excited. I just, when I we just, just remember get... being like, we're lying to this guy now? Like, that's what we're doing? Okay. Oh, it's like the worst portrayal of me- mental illness yeah. you could possibly... Yeah. Everyone in that is a great actor and everything is terrible. Also, the sports betting doesn't even make any sense as a storyline. Whatever, it's fine. <laughs> So next week, it is back to the good place for one final episode of 2018. And the episode is called Janet, open parenthesis, S, closed parenthesis. And I am super excited for it because I am hoping they all have Janet powers. Or there's more than one Janet in the void. That would also be amazing. Yeah. 
We're going to get a lot of Darcy Darden. Yeah. Anything. There's a lot of potential for greatness here. And everybody cross your fingers. And then what are we going to do for the rest of the month? Are we going to stick with Christmas movies? Yeah, I think um, in two weeks. Sorry. I think two episodes from now, we will do that ghost hotel one. Oh my gosh. You <laughs> listeners, amazing. you are in for a treat. Yeah, buckle up. <laughs> Ghosts and Christmas and a drafty old, old hotel and, and a, a woman. Murder. And, a, and a murder and a woman who just wants to her heart to be stolen away by Don't a get, ghost. No! What are you giving away? Oh, come on! Come on! Spoiler alert, she falls in love with a ghost. I'm not telling what happens at the end, though. That part is cuckoo. (laughs) So that's what we'll do. And then we'll just have to just keep finding Hallmark Christmas movies that we can tolerate. Or or Netflix ones or whatever. I know Netflix does it. I'm into it. There's one called, uh, there's, I think there's a... I can't, I can't ever find it, but I it's got uh, America's sweetheart Danica Patrick in it, and I really like. Mm, that's a or, strong. I'm contender. sorry, Danica Patrick is a is a race car driver. race car driver. I meant Danica McKellar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The so. the yes, the love interest on. Uh, what would you do? I literally can't remember the Wonder name of the show. Years. If you sang out a tune, oh my god! Would you stand up and walk out on me? Holy moly. <laughs> okay. Until next time, you know, if you're just walking down the street, I would suggest that you wear a helmet. <laughs> if you're walking? Yes. Walking. Like that poor Aiden was. Wow. Wear a helmet. You never know. There could be a girl who's going to hit you and give you amnesia. But that could be the love of your life. I wouldn't what risk if you, it. What if you don't get amnesia and then you never meet the love of your life? <laughs> You just have to go on remembering. Okay, wrap it up, Brianna. You just have to go on remembering no. that you're single. <laughs> uh, until Close next it up. <laughs> I'm about to. We'll see you next time, gritties. <laughs> Coming up next, Grandma got run over by a reindeer. Idiot.